morning everyone and a very warm welcome to Palm Sunday Worship. Our service this morning will be led by our Minister Katrina, but we'll also hear the voices of Esan, Holly, Will, Fiona, Leo, Paul H, Brian, Grace, Katrina H and Paul F. Our musicians this morning, and it's the whole band this morning, Paul, Freya, Sarah, Ailey, Yang Yang and Leo. And in just a moment, Freya and Sarah well, will be lighting our candle. I'll put it on our own machine. Uh, just it. remember that uh, we'll have a simple communion as part of our readings this morning. So have something uh, by you to eat and drink. Then at 7pm this evening, we gather again on Zoom for our joint Palm Sunday evening service. You'll find all the details of our Holy Week worship in the key, but look out for an email from me this afternoon with our Zoom invitations to the 15-minute reflections on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday evenings, as well as to Monday, Thursday communion at 9pm on Thursday. I beg your pardon, at 7pm on Thursday. Um, so um, the, I, I thought I'd keep the invitations for Holy Week separate because there have been a lot of emails coming and going. So I'll send that out this afternoon. So 15 minute reflections on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at 9pm and Monday, Thursday communion at 7pm. Then just another wee reminder that we've just one week left to make our donations to our Lent appeal on behalf of Glasgow City Mission. The Just Giving page link is also in this month's key. I'm giving formal notice of a church meeting on Sunday the 24th of April after morning worship. This is to provide an update on the building as well as uh, some other important issues. So um, for your diary please, that's a church meeting immediately after morning worship on Sunday the 24th of April. And then in family news, you will have seen my email earlier this week with the sad news that John McKinnon died on Tuesday. There is no confirmation yet of funeral arrangements, but I'll let you know as soon as we have that information. Also look out for an email me, uh, from me later in the week with the link to the live stream of Sheila's fiancé John's funeral, which is on Thursday at 12.20. So I'll send out that live stream for anyone who would like to support Sheila by joining in that funeral service uh, from home. Um, finally, we'll be thinking of Ian and Mary, Margaret, Ken and Barbara, as they make their way to Windsor Castle on Thursday to attend the Royal Monday service. Could somebody please make sure that you get a photo of you all together, one with everybody in it, just pick a, a handy guard or somebody who's standing by a gate and ask them to take your picture uh, for next month's key. But time now for Freya and Sarah to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day.
So it is Palm Sunday and through the post, hopefully you all received palm crosses and you may have those to hand, you may not. It doesn't really matter either way. They're for you to keep. This year, every household should have received one large cross and in the majority of households, enough small crosses for each human member of that household. I slightly underestimated how many I would need. So a small number of people have received only large crosses. But maybe you would like to display the large ones somewhere so you can have a look at it um, over the week ahead. And the small ones, perhaps you could pop them into a book or a Bible or something. So you can just use them and remind yourselves of what we've thought about over the days and months ahead. But now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Praise to you, O God, creator of all things, giver of life, source of love and hope of eternity. Today, as we recall some of the stories of Holy Week, we offer our thanks and praise for the life and teaching of Jesus born into a peasant family in a small town, yet whose life changed the whole of history, showing what it means for us to live your way in a world damaged by sin. Hosanna! Save us, O God, from the lure of selfishness, the temptation to despair, and the false promises of evil. Today, as we recall the mystery of your redeeming love, we confess that we have not always lived out the values we profess. Sometimes because we are weary or afraid. Sometimes because we are forgetful or unaware. And sometimes because we're careless or even willful. Maranatha. Blessed is the God who has come to us in Jesus. Blessed is the God who saves us through Christ. Blessed is the God who meets us here and remains with us always. Amen. Ey pedaram o ke dar asmani naam to muqaddas bad. Malakut to biayad. Irade to chenan ke dar asman ast. بر زمین نیز کرده شود نان کفاف ما را امروز به ما بده و گناهان ما را ببخش چرا که ما نیز آنان که با مرما گناه کردن را میبخشیم و ما را در آزمایش میآور بلکه از شریر رهاییده زیرا ملکوت قدرت و جلال از آن توست تا ابد آمین Thank you. 
first reading this morning is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 19, beginning at verse 28. Jesus set out for Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Jesus at the temple. As Jesus came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Indeed, the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side, they will crush you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another 
because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. Then he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling things there. And he said, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of robbers. Every day he was teaching in the temple. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people kept looking for a way to kill him. But they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were spellbound by what they heard.
Jesus tells a story. Jesus told the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and leased it to tenants and went to another country for a long time. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants in order that they might give him his share of the produce of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Next, he sent another slave. That one also they beat and insulted and sent away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third. This one also they wounded and threw out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they discussed it among themselves and said, this is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, heaven forbid. But Jesus looked at them and said, what then does this text mean? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the scribes and chief priests realised that he had told this parable against them, they wanted to lay hands on him at that very hour, but they feared the people. Now the festival of the unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he, may, how he might betray him. 
to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him to them when no crowd was present. Jesus' friends prepare the Passover. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it. They asked him, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, When you've entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. 
Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it, saying to them, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup. After supper, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. to fall apart. Jesus said, see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table, for the Son of Man is going, as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. A dispute arose among them, as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? but I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day 
until you have denied three times that you know me. He said to them, when I sent you out without a purse, bag or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, no, not a thing. He said to them, but now the one who has a purse must take it and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. He replied, it is enough. He came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. Jesus prays in Gethsemane. When they reached the place, Jesus said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial.
as we watch the daily scenes of devastation in Ukraine on the television news or on our news feeds, it would be easy to sink into despair. But instead, we will do what Jesus urged his first disciples to do in the Garden of Gethsemane, when they might well have given in to despair. We will pray. So let us pray. Loving God, we bring you the deepest longings of our hearts for the people of Ukraine and of Russia. Show us what we can do to support those who have fled their homes in Ukraine and give strength and comfort to those Christians who, along with all people of goodwill in Ukraine and Russia, are finding ways to be your presence in the midst of the violence and destruction of war. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We watch and we pray too with those who work for BMS around the world. Especially this week, we pray with those who work in places which are hostile to followers of Jesus. We pray for the staff of the Guinea-Bortu Hospital in Chad, for the Karen Baptist Churches of Northern Thailand, for the Baptist Church of Mizoram in India, for Middle East Concern, which supports followers of Jesus in the Middle East and North Africa who are facing persecution for their faith, and for all believers living under Taliban rule in Afghanistan. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We watch and we pray with our brothers and sisters in Baptist churches around Scotland, who, like us, are facing the challenge of working out what it means to be church in a post-pandemic world, where people are grappling with terrifying increases in the cost of living, escalating inequality and the climate crisis. We pray for Creef Baptist Church, who are seeking guidance on what their future ministry in the town might look like after a time of real difficulty. We pray for Crookston Community Church as it seeks to put down roots in that locality. And we pray for Crown Terrace Baptist Church in Aberdeen as it adapts to meet the needs of Iranian Christians who are being accommodated in Aberdeen while their asylum applications are being processed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And finally, we pray for our own church family. This week, we give thanks for our Sunday school, Bible class and creche for our young people and for the faithful service of Emma, Bethany and all who support our children and teenagers. In our prayer diary this week, we're asked to remember especially Jeff and Carol, 
Karis, Fiona and Donnie, Barbara and Ken, Edith F, Esan and Anis, Paul F and Lily. And we remember before you also those who are grieving, Sheila and the family of John McKinnon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And as far as it is possible, with your guidance and by your grace, may we be the answer to our prayers. Amen.
While Jesus was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came and one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading him. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around him saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police and the elders who had come for him, have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house.